Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. He gets so crazy at times. It sounds like... You yell back at your radio. What are you talking about? What the hell? He gets so angry. You tweet to try and calm him down. Now, he gets an hour all to himself. It's Sparky's Midday Madness on the fan with Steve Sparky Pfeiffer. Welcome in. It is Sparky's Midday Madness here on The Fan. See Sparky Pfeiffer with you. Sam Schmidt's other side of the glass. Coming up, the Rami Show comes up here in one hour, three o'clock. The franchise, Tim Allen, sits in for Rami this afternoon. Looking forward to seeing uh, what Tim Allen has on the show uh, today. Always fun. I know you will get to hear Matt LaFleur, his press conference that is going on or it just ended. I don't know if it's still going on or not. It might still be going on. Uh, but he'll have that for you to play back. Uh, and you can hear Matt LaFleur coming up. Sam Schmitz, what else y'all got coming up uh, at 3 o'clock? We'll be talking to Ryan Horvath to bet MGM tonight at 345. Mr. Get, Mustard. Yes, sir. Get his best bets for the weekend. Also, Ryan Wood, our Green Bay football insider at 445 as well. And then at the at the very last end of the show at 530, we'll do our weekly picks for Week 15. How and, much Brewers? Uh, actually, this show, we are just making it all football. It's a football Really? Friday. Yep. Oh, pick and save football Friday. Tim Allen, not doing any Brewers. We did some Brewers on Wednesday. I did. I heard. Yes, I did. I did hear. Um, I enjoyed listening to Tim uh, talking all sports, but really like uh, the Brewers stuff too. Uh, okay, so uh, on this show, uh, we talked about Packers, and uh, we'll keep you updated on all these COVID issues that are going on around the league. Sam Schmitz is all over it, and we'll just keep uh, updating you throughout. I, I-, I want to talk about the Badger football team and a recruit that they didn't get, Billy Schroth, uh, who played it at Fond du Lac Springs. Okay. I'm going to read you a quote here in a second. Before I read you the quote, I, I, I want to set this up. So this dude here is top offensive lineman in the country, right? Like Brunner, who committed to Wisconsin. And... His former teammate, Braylon Allen, showed out at Wisconsin this year as a freshman. As a freshman. Fondy Springs, just like Billy Shroud, showed out in Madison with the Badgers. He was the guy. All right? Offensive line. Uh, is a position in which the Wisconsin Badgers, over the course of time, have been very, very successful at putting guys in at the next level. Just have been. They've had a tremendous amount of success at getting guys drafted, not only just drafted, but drafted in the first round, drafted in the second round. And guys go on to have long careers, longer careers, in the National Football League. So, while it may not be offensive line you, I don't know who that would actually be, but Wisconsin should be in the conversation for that title if that title does exist and if it's somebody other than Wisconsin, uh, the Badgers should be there, right? That That's the one thing they're known for. They're known for offensive linemen and running backs. And to be honest with you, part of the reason they're known for running backs is because of how good their offensive line has been over the last 20 or 30 years. That's part of the reason why. So again... Track record of success with the position and getting you to the National Football League. Track record of success of a guy who you just played with having a breakout year as a freshman and Braylon Allen. So you have a connection in the locker room already. A guy that you know well. I don't know if they're friends. I'm assuming they are, but that does not mean anything. Just because you played high school football together does not mean you're friends with another person. Maybe they don't get along. I don't know. 
But either way, from a recruiting perspective, when you landed Braylon Allen and then Braylon Allen has the year that he has as a coach, I'm assuming that this dude is recruiting this former teammate hard to come here and help block for him going forward. That would be my assumption. Was that happening? I don't know. Couldn't tell you. My assumption would be it probably was. So now we get to, okay, where is he going? And Notre Dame is one of the teams that was under consideration for him to go play for. Notre Dame offered him a scholarship, as did a bunch of other schools. Even with that, still felt pretty good that Wisconsin would be able to figure this out. Close the deal, bring him here, keep your guys in state. The one thing Barry Alvarez did very well, the one thing Brad Bielema did very well, not Gary Anderson, but Alvarez, Bielema, and Chris, they build that wall, right, around the state of Wisconsin, that recruiting wall. And your top players, most of the time, do not get out of the state. You're able to retain and keep your top players in the state. Now, again, from a talent perspective, is it Texas? Florida? No. No. You don't have that type of talent, but you've got a bunch of D1 talent in this state every single year, some more than others. But this year, with all these linemen that were going to be out there and, and, and available, you felt pretty good that you were going to get a couple of them. So now decision day comes, and he picks Notre Dame. You have essentially, what, one, two, four-star kids out of this class. Small class, 14 kids, that's where we're at right now. But you lose Billy Schraub. Now, why did you lose Billy Schraub? Why did he pick Notre Dame over Wisconsin? Let's find out. Billy Schroff, uh did an interview uh, with uh, Notre Dame's uh, rivals uh, side of things, Mike Singer. Uh, so NotreDame.Rivals.com. Well, John McNamara and the fine folks over at BadgerBlitz.com, uh, obviously all related, all these rival accounts related. Uh, he took a snapshot of a quote from Billy Schroff, uh and tweeted it out. It's an interesting quote here for Badger fans. Shrouth said, quote, Growing up here, everyone is a Badgers fan. And I heard stuff all the time from everyone. They all wanted me to stay home and put on for the state. I don't think it was my calling. I thought my calling was greater than just that. I don't want to be working my ass off all year round to play for Peaches. I don't give a damn about that. I want to be playing for national championships. That's Billy Shrouth. He is going to Notre Dame. And I want to know for you, from you, do you think this is an isolated case with a high school kid? Or do you think this could become a growing trend with top players in this state wanting to compete for national championships and Wisconsin? Essentially, this could be the beginning maybe of starting to lose top players to go elsewhere to play. If... Billy Schroth goes to Notre Dame, and they win a championship. And that happens. I mean, he, he's going to be a guy that everyone's going to look at and go, that dude didn't go to Wisconsin. He went there, won a national championship, got drafted in the first round, got everything, but got the national championship, got to play in the big games, got to play in the playoff, got all that additional exposure, and I'm here at Wisconsin, and I'm playing in some bowl game at the end of December instead. Now, where would I rather be? So do you think this is a a blip on the radar, or are you concerned, Badger fans, that this could become uh, a growing problem for Badgers recruiting? That's what we want to know. 414-799-1250. 414-799-1250. Tweet us uh, at 1250AM, the fan. And remember, this isn't a kid who is going to a school where you know academics may not be as important, where maybe his grades were an issue and that's why he didn't commit to Wisconsin, and maybe that's what it is more than what he's saying it is for national championship. They got big-time academic standards at Notre Dame. This doesn't have anything to do with that at all. This has everything to do with how he feels and how he views the Wisconsin program versus how he views Notre Dame. One he feels can compete for a championship. The other he feels isn't going to compete for a championship, and he wants to play in the bigger spotlight. 
So do you think this is going to be a continuing trend and a problem for Paul Chris and the Badgers recruiting? Or do you think it's just a blip? 414-799-1250. 414-799-1250. Tweet us at 1250 AM. The fan will take your calls and tweets next on Sparky's Midday Madness. Welcome back. It is Sparky's Midday Madness. Live from the Lakeland University Studios, leader in online education for more than 25 years, Lakeland.edu. I got J.R. Radcliffe pointed out to me that Allen, they both played in Fond du Lac, obviously, but Allen was at Fond du Lac High School where Billy Schroff was at St. Mary's Springs, which I said Fondy Springs, uh, and that obviously is the private school. So technically they were not teammates. And even having said that, you, you, you both played in Fonda. Like, I would assuming they got knew of each other one way or the other at some point. But it's not the same as obviously being teammates in that same deal. At the end of the day, this is something to me, this quote is something that I honestly thought we would have seen before. Like, I thought this was going to be something that would be a consistent thing leading up to this point. And this is the quote from uh, the Notre Dame Rivals uh, site that John McNamara Badger Blitz uh, put out. Growing up here, everyone is a Badgers fan, and I heard stuff all the time from everyone. They all wanted me to stay home and put on for the state. I don't think it was my calling. I thought my calling was greater than just that. I don't want to be working my ass off all year round to play for Peaches. I don't give a damn about that. I want to be playing for national championships. Do you think this is going to be uh, a blip on the radar, that this isn't real? Or do you think this is going to become a growing problem for Paul Christ uh, and the Wisconsin Badgers? Sam Schmitz, what say you to this question? So there's a couple of things on both sides that I want to get your thoughts on. I don't blame him for the first, you know, first off that he does want to go chase championships. Right. I totally get that. Um, but there's a couple of things. One being Wisconsin is still going to be known as a prestigious offensive line school no matter what, even if they're not relevant. So I'm, I'm if, even if he's concerned about making it to the NFL draft, I, I don't get that point. So maybe, yeah, it really does boil down to the national championship appeal. But also, you know, once these guys get to the bowl games in their sophomore and junior seasons, a lot of them opt out if they are going for the NFL draft. So if he does really care about the championships and let's say they are up for one of those, does he opt out? And I'm, that's that's And still head out for the first round draft pick and leave after your junior year versus having a chance to win a national championship and right. say your senior year. Right. I mean, unless they do make it his freshman year and he does start. Okay, but like at the same time, I just don't get why the national championship matters that much when you see a lot of these guys, not saying all of them, but a lot of these guys opt out right before those bowl games do happen. Yeah, and see, and that, again, that's happening at Arizona State. We had Herm Edwards on uh, earlier, the Arizona State head football coach on the big show. You can go hit Rewind on your Odyssey app or go to BigShowNetwork.com uh, to hear that interview. But his starting running back uh, is going pro. And he's not going to play in this game. And Herm talks about it in the interview, like Ayuk uh, with the San Francisco 49ers. He opted out and didn't play in that bowl game because he figured he was going to be a first-round pick in the NFL draft and eventually does get drafted by the Niners, and they lose him. The Badgers haven't had that big of an issue with that type of thing happening to them, where guys opt out uh, and not play in a bowl game. If you're a parent, I I wonder... How you handle that if that's your child, right? Because it's their decision. And I know there are some parents, God knows, we've seen it. Uh, and again, not really involving any type of a badger parent or a kid that goes ends up playing at Wisconsin. But you've seen the fiascos that have happened on TV over the course of the last decade or so of where the mom wants a kid to go to one school and the kid announces he's going to the other school and the mom gets all hacked off, walks off set crying and all mad uh, because the kid didn't pick the school where mom wanted uh, her, wanted the kid to go. Now, again, is the mom upset because she really hates that school or really hates that coach that recruited him and doesn't like that person or whatever? Maybe. Uh, is the mom upset because maybe the mom was doing a little something, something on the side if her kid agreed to go to that school and not because the kid didn't go to that school, she's not going to get something on the side from a booster or whoever the case may be with that school? Maybe. Whatever the case is. But here in this situation with Billy Schroth going to Notre Dame, this isn't, like I said earlier, this isn't an academic situation where, honey, I want you to go to Wisconsin. You know, the educational system is better than school X. Uh, That degree means a lot more, you know, when you go to apply for jobs when it comes from Madison versus school X. It just means more. That argument doesn't matter. When you're comparing Wisconsin to Notre Dame, the academic part of it doesn't matter. 
because Notre Dame is just as prestigious, if not more prestigious, maybe from an academic standpoint, than Wisconsin is at this point. So that doesn't matter. And if this kid's got the grades to get into either school, which clearly he does, and he says, Ma, I know you want to come watch me play, uh, and this drive from Fondy uh, over to Madison is much shorter than, say, Fondy to South Bend, hours-wise and time-wise and everything else. Uh, but, but Ma, I want to I try and win, be the best team in college football. I, I, I want to be on the team that's got a chance to be the best team in college football, and Wisconsin doesn't give me that opportunity. I don't I don't know what Paul Christ thinks when he reads that quote. I don't know what his reaction is. I mean, is Paul Christ's reaction to that quote? Yeah, yeah. I mean, guess to a point he's probably right. I mean, we we probably aren't going to compete for national championships the same way Notre Dame will. Mind you. Uh, they are an academic institution that believes very heavily in education and graduating kids like we do, but we can't simply uh, expect to be as good as them uh, for whatever the reason. Okay. Or if you're Paul Chris, do you get legitimately mad? Does it anger you? Does it fire you up? Does it fire you up to the point where you're you're walking around with this quote and you're showing kids this quote? Look at this crap. Th- this kid didn't come here because he doesn't think we can compete for a national championship. Who else here believes we can't win a national championship? I mean, does he get fired up and do that? Does he walk into Chris McIntosh's office, the new athletic director, the former Badger, who he himself never won a national championship? Does he go into that office, throw down the quote, and go, this has to stop? Like, we can't have this be a thing that's going to happen going forward. We have to start to change the perception of what this is. Again, there's nothing wrong. Nothing wrong at all with being a perennial bowl team. It's not easy. Ask some of the the universities, Indiana, Illinois, Purdue, some of these universities, they'd give their left arm in order to have a chance to go be a perennial bowl team. Their boosters would love it. Their fan base, love it. Alumni, love it. But when you're at the point that Wisconsin is right now, at some point, maybe not, maybe, maybe it never happens, because you have a lot of people that are accepting of what it is that say, ah, it's Wisconsin. It is what it is. Don't create a ruckus. We'll just accept what it is and not try and progress forward because we, we're going to just be complacent as a university and be happy with what we have and happy that we're still competing for bowl games every year. And you could take that stance. And God knows there's enough alumni that do it. Or you can read that quote, get mad, and then figure out how can we do something about it. And you have to have the help of the people at that university, the chancellor, everybody's got to be on board with doing this. And that goes back to what we talked about before with Donna Shalala. And when she was there with Barry Alvarez, she was quote willing to quote play ball with Barry to help him get whatever he needed to compete at a higher level than what they were doing prior to them getting there, prior to Barry Alvarez getting there, which was they were horrible. Barry got there, had a horrible first year with the other guys' t- guys' players, and then as the recruiting got going, here came the Rose Bowls and the Rose Bowl wins. Bielema got there, couldn't win. Barry got there, he won. And changed everything going forward. Then moved Barry up to the top, and they continued that run and have been going ever since. But it doesn't appear that the partnership on top that Donald Shalala had with that athletic department is the same as it was back then. It doesn't appear that they care as much about athletics and the success in athletics as maybe other universities do, specifically with football. Now, Badger women's volleyball, hey now, they're going to be in the championship game against Nebraska. Knocked off an undefeated team last night, the one seed. Knocked them out. Wonderful. Good job. Badgers women volleyball. Excellent. Nicely done. Right? Got a chance to win a national chip and championship in women's volleyball. That's great. And they should be proud of themselves. And it's not like they have a bunch of scholarship money to be throwing around at people. That's not exactly how this works. College football, ton of scholarships, right? College basketball, bunch of scholarships that you can hand out. Plus, then you have your walk-on program that Wisconsin likes to pound their chest about as well. Which is fine. Notre Dame pounding their chest about their walk-on program? Is, is Notre Dame talking about, hey, we've been to a bowl game these many years. Hey, we've graduated these many kids. I mean, I don't know. I don't see it. 
Again, I'm not a Notre Dame fan, so I don't follow every little thing that Notre Dame does. But you handle yourself one way when you're expecting one thing, and you handle yourself a completely different way when you're expecting a completely different result. You just do. And that's in any walk of life. That's not just sports. That's just in general. Like, if you walk around expecting success, and if you walk around expecting things to go your way and putting the work and so forth, more than likely, it's going to probably have a better chance of going your way. If you walk around your life being negative and mad at the world and expecting the worst, very well could end up going that way the way you think it's going to go. Right? It's it's those two things. So if as, an, as a university, if the mantra inside that university at Madison is, national championships, not a, it's not an important thing. It's really not. We just want to win our side of the Big Ten, and that's good. And every once, every 20 years, if we happen to beat Ohio State, wonderful, good enough. At least we can say we beat them once, and that's good. To me, that's what it feels like. To me, it feels like they are at that point. And now the problem is these kids that are growing up now, that's not good enough. Now, it's fine if you're a you know a three-star, two-star, whatever, not getting recruited from the top universities. Fine, sure, you're in. You're going to Wisconsin. Fine. But if you're a top prospect like Billy Schroth, now that decision becomes different. Now he wants to compete for national championships. He thinks he's good enough to go play for a national championship with a team at that level. Brunner could have done the same thing. Could have got him, walked out, went to a Ohio State or whoever. He was recruited by everybody. Chose to stay home instead. I'm concerned this is going to become a trend. That's what I'm concerned about. I'm concerned that this isn't going to be a blip. I'm concerned this is going to be a thing going forward. George in Muskego, you're next on Sparky's Midday Madness. So, uh, George, are you concerned this is a blip, or do you think this is going to become a trend amongst high school athletes in the state? Well, I tell you what, I, I don't understand uh, students uh, that uh, don't go to Wisconsin when they're uh, exceptional in sports. I, it, hurts, it breaks my heart every time. I'm 67 years old. I've seen this time and time again. I mean, I, I was never really good at athletics. I would have given my, you know, my left thing there Arm, to be yep. that good and represent Wisconsin. Um, but you know, I, I would. I did you go to Wisconsin, George? Did you go to Madison? No, I did not. I did not attend Madison. I went a different route. Okay, but, so you're not an alumni um, speaking from the heart. Then you're just speaking no, as a fan, I'm just a, I'm, right? I'm just a Wisconsin guy who has loved basketball and football from Wisconsin forever. Awesome. Um, but I, I thought that these six kids or eight kids would have banded together this time. And maybe, you know, just sucked it up and went and tried. You know, maybe went with the saying, if not me, then who? And, you know, at some point it's got to be from the base of Wisconsin. If we have people leaving, it's never going to be good for this school. No, it's going to be a big problem. They start losing top recruits because that's something they've done very well up until this point, is keep their top prospects. Those four-star kids never get out. They always are able to keep them at Wisconsin. And again, maybe it's a blip, but th- this is concerning. Thanks for the call, George. I appreciate it. The reason I asked him if he went to Madison is because, of course, if you're an alumni, you know you're gonna you're gonna fight to the death about why Madison is better than Notre Dame, why Madison is better than that school or this school because it's your school, it's your family, right? That's what puts the food on your table is that degree that you got from Wisconsin or whatever the case may be. I get it. Totally understand. I didn't go to Madison. Didn't go to Marquette either. So I'm just a fan of both. I, I, I root for both schools. Marquette doesn't have football. UW-Milwaukee, they don't have football. I root for the Panthers. UW-Green Bay, whatever. So state school, I'm going to root for you. What he brought up about you know these kids, these highly touted kids, And why didn't they come together and all come in together to Wisconsin? For one thing I've noticed in this class that does not match up with previous classes, and if you go back and look, if you go back and look at Braylon Allen's class and look at the stories and the tweets coming through, they all were on like a text chain together. Right, They all got to know each other from going to the games or whatever else, and they all were coming together and all got to know each other uh, and we're all kind of encouraging each other uh, amongst those those guys, uh, locally and nationally, to kind of come in together as a group. Graham Mertz, 
that class, same type of deal. Mertz was the ringleader of trying to recruit guys to come with him at different positions or whatever else to come play with him at Wisconsin. Now, Mertz, if I remember correctly, his rallying cry was, come on, we're going to go win a championship at Wisconsin. Let's go. I'm your guy. Now, it hasn't been that as of yet, but, but that was his rallying cry was, come on, let's go. Let's be that guy. From everything I've seen on social media, that's all I got to go with. It, it appears the one guy that's kind of been that guy, that rallying guy that's been trying to help has been Miles Burkett. He appears to be that guy that's been reaching out, trying to convince guys to come with him from Franklin uh, to Madison. He's definitely all on board with Wisconsin and Madison and, and wanting to be that guy. But it doesn't feel like this recruiting class ever came together. Now, I, I don't know if that's a fault of uh, the recruiting office of Wisconsin. I don't know if that's the fault of the coaching staff at Wisconsin or if it's simply coincidence for a couple of years in a row where you had one or two strong personalities that believed in what Wisconsin was doing and wanted to help these coaches try and bring other guys in to make them successful. I mean, you would think Brunner and Shroth probably know each other. Right? You would think, I don't know if they do, but you would think, and if that was the case, you would think maybe Brunner was trying to help get Billy Shrouth in here to come play at Wisconsin. You would think. But, but again, I don't know. I have no idea. All I know is this makes me very nervous going forward, right? To see how these other top, you know, players in the state uh, on what they're going to do. Right now, a majority of these kids are in school. There might be some kids out of school by 2.30, but majority of these high school kids that are going to be top prospects in the next year, two years, are all in school, learning, and so forth. But at some point, they're probably going to read the quote from Billy Schroth. It's going to happen because of social media. And John McNamara has like 10, 11,000 followers, and his following just keeps growing every day. So people are, uh, all these high school kids, they're going to read the quote. And then once they read that quote, Now it's going to be in their head going forward of, okay, you know, what's important to me? If I'm fortunate enough to get these top schools recruiting me, where, what, what's going to be the most important playing in front of, you know, friends and family and staying in state or moving away from friends and family, but having a better chance to win a championship. And then the other side, as I said before, is what does Wisconsin do if this becomes a growing issue? What then? Is it a coaching change? Is did you use Chris as a scapegoat and go? Oh, sorry, Coach, you're losing all these in-state kids. We're gonna have to make a we're gonna have to make a move. You know, is that is that how it's gonna play, or are there, is there gonna be other some other type of change in order to ensure that you don't continuously lose guys? Maybe it's a blip. Maybe Bailey Shroud will be the only one in the next five years that's a top recruit that leaves. I fear. And that is becoming a trend. Wendy's Big Show served up hot and fresh. Comes back on Monday for a green and gold Monday. Myself, Gary Ellerson, Leroy Butler, all back in studio talking about that Ravens game against the Packers on Sunday. Don't forget, green and gold postgame show immediately following that one here on The Fan with Gary Ellerson uh, and myself. Hey, no matter your favorite sport, the place to be for great food, fun, and playing your own favorite indoor games is Q Club of Wisconsin. Plenty of TVs to watch the games on while you play your favorite indoor games in their huge entertainment game room, including indoor bocce ball, and settle down to awesome food from loaded burgers, wraps, wings, plus their Wednesday and Friday. Hey, today's Friday. Oh, they got a fish fry piled up. Ha! With all the extras, visit their Facebook page or QClubofWI.com for menu and weekend live entertainment updates. Q Club of Wisconsin, North Grandview Boulevard in Waukesha. Asking you about Billy Schroth's comments uh, as he is headed uh, to Notre Dame. And wanted to ask you, do you think it's a blip or do you think it's something uh, that could become a trend? The quote again from Billy Schroth uh, from Final Lake Springs. Growing up here, everyone is a Badger fan. I heard stuff all the time from everyone. They all want me to stay home and put on for the state. I don't think it was my calling. I thought my calling was greater than just that. I didn't want to be working my ass off all year round uh, to play for Peaches. I don't give a damn about that. I want to be playing for national championships. That is Billy Schroff asking you, uh, is this something that you should be concerned about as a Badger fan and as a program? 414-799-1250. 414-799-1250. Tim Allen joins us in about 10 or 12 minutes as he's filling in for Rami coming up today at 3 o'clock. Jack in Waterford, you're next on Sparky's Midday Madness. What's up, Jack? Sparky, how are you? Good. I, I think you're jumping the gun on this one, brother. It's one guy. I mean, let's look at the class. I mean, let's look at the last two classes in offensive line that we've gotten. You know, we've gotten five stars rated higher than Billy Shrouth from other states. We've Correct. gotten 
we know we got. I mean, look at this class. We got Bruner. Now, if we lose Carson Hinsman next, another four-star offensive lineman that you know could be better than Shroud, you know, I, then I might be concerned. But okay, you know, if, if we look at the look at the the people that have gone to the NFL from offensive line that have played in the NFL, that put at Wisconsin, and uh, you know, I, I think he's just trying to make up an excuse of why he didn't go for justification. But look at Minnesota. We take the, we took the best player out of Minnesota last year. Uh, didn't seem to hurt their recruiting class or how they've done. Um, I, I don't know. So Okay, I, I so we're waiting. So if, if Hinsman decides he's not going to Wisconsin and goes to Ohio State or something, then you're going to start to be maybe a little bit more concerned. Yeah, it's, it's one guy. I mean, if, if, if we see multiple guys. Now, look at the offensive line guys. They, we've, we've, we've pulled. We pulled a five-star out of Michigan two years ago. We pulled a four-star out of Pennsylvania last year. I mean, Strauss may be looking at this. I'm going to get player time quicker at Notre Dame, possibly. You know, I, I don't know. But, I mean, we've pulled players for offensive line higher than Strauss sure. out of two different states the last yep. few years. Yeah, and Rucci, I mean, though, I mean, Rucci was one where you recruited his brother in hopes that would help to lure him here, and it worked, and he ended up with Nolan Rucci. Yeah, I don't think we did it for that reason. The kid was in eighth grade, but um, when we got his older brother, but um, you, you know, you could be right. But I don't know. I just don't think. I don't know. I, when you look at the recruits that we have loaded up, like you know, look at we pulled Logan Brown out of out of Michigan. He was a five star recruit. Everyone wanted to know why he didn't go to Michigan. Um, now, one thing that did hurt, well, you haven't mentioned Sparky, or if you did, I didn't hear it. We lost both of our recruiting coordinators to Michigan State last year. Yeah, um, that I know. Hurts. We've talked about I mean, it. The piece in the Athletic tells you all you need to know that Jesse Temple did when he Temple did when he when he interviewed Saeed after he decided to leave to go, and it talks about the fact that he wanted say over personnel on the roster that he wanted to essentially be the GM of the team, and he wasn't allowed to do that by Paul Chris. Obviously, the other part of it is Mel Tucker was able probably to give him more money than Madison was willing to pay him, and that was probably part of the other reason why they lost him. And he was instrumental in, in the last two or three classes and how good they were, even though the results didn't pay off on the field when loss-wise because Mertz hasn't panned out, but he was responsible for part of that. I think you hit the nail on the head right there, Sparky. I think we did not pay them like Michigan State did. Right, and that's why that was- you lose assistant coaches and so forth. Remember when Bielema left? He he was going crazy about the fact that he was losing assistant coaches all the time because they wouldn't pay him any more money. And they would just right. pick up and leave and go somewhere else, and that obviously that hurts at the end of the day. Jack, thanks for the call. And that's why I say they have to consciously make a decision to change how they do business if they're going to take a next step. Like, it's not that hard. You have to consciously make the decision. We are going to invest more in this football program. We want to be competing for a national championship. That has to be a thing. That's not the mindset. Then you're going to be stuck in the same way you've been, which I think for most people at that university, alumni is totally fine with them. That's fine. We don't want to be Indiana. We're good being how we are. Just like everybody that for Packer fans that say, oh, Two Super Bowls in 30 years. That's outstanding. That's wonderful. We could be the Browns. We could be the Bears. They've only got one. Uh, We could be this team and that team. Okay, cool. That's good. You're happy competing at this same level and and being good, and you don't want any more, and you get complacent for a better lack of term because you're fine with how you're – you don't expect more from your favorite football team. Great. And you will get what you've been getting. Close but never finishing. Fine. This is the first year where they've actually tried to actually kind of go for it, per se, and we'll see how it finishes. Maybe it won't finish the way that we all want, where the Super Bowl, but at least you're putting yourself in a better position than you've had the last several years. And the same thing with the Badger football program. I don't want to go back to how it was 40 years ago, 50 years ago, whatever it was. I don't want to go back to that, so let's just keep doing the way we're doing it. Until they change the mindset of wanting to compete for a national championship, then it's going to be what it is. And again, I, I'm not convinced the chancellor could could care less about competing for a national championship. I really don't believe uh, it is a big deal uh, to her at all, one way or the one way or the other. What's the chancellor's name over there? Rebecca Blank, right? Isn't that the chancellor's name? I think Addison, is that right? I think Sam Google that. See see if I'm right. Sam's giving me a one eye closed, one eyed open. I'm not positive on that, but I think it's. I think it's Rebecca Blank. I always get confused, but I, I think that's uh, who it is. I'm not confused about my fine folks over at Young Express, however. They are looking for dispatchers right now uh, to add to their their family over there at Young Express. And the one thing you, you need to know right off the bat is 
you don't necessarily ever have to have been a dispatcher before for John Young and his crew uh, to take a chance on you and bring you on board. If you're looking for a new career, uh, if you want to be with a company that's been in business over 30 years, that's a long time to be doing something very well. Young Express is your place. And they're, they're growing and looking to hire immediately. So you have to be able to multitask in a fast-paced environment, good communication skills, computer literate, an overall friendly disposition for dealing with a variety of customers and drivers, no experience necessary, and they're going to train you. Yes, they'll train you. And Young Express, they bring you on competitive hourly wage, paid holidays, vacation time, personal days, 401k with company match, health plan, profit sharing. I've always wanted to work somewhere there's profit sharing. Never have. Apply at youngexpress.com. That's J-U-N-G express.com. J-U-N-G express.com. Young Express success drives them. Uh, and also want to make sure I read this. Uh, this last segment has been brought to you by Tally's Tap and Eatery. Their Christmas for a cause event is coming up this Sunday. It supports the Waukesha Food Pantry during the Green Bay game. Asking for donations of canned food again this Sunday during the game uh, at Tally's Tap and Eatery in Waukesha. Details on their Facebook page. Tally's Tap and Eatery on Sunset Drive in Waukesha. Tim Allen, the franchise, joins us coming up here in a couple of minutes to tell us what's coming up at 3. Welcome in Sparky's Midday Madness here on 1250 AM. The fans, the Sparky Pfeiffer with you. Don't forget Q Club of Wisconsin. No matter your favorite sport, the place to be for great food, fun, and playing your own favorite indoor games is Q Club of Wisconsin. Plenty of TVs to watch the games on while you play your favorite indoor games in their huge entertainment game room. We're talking about bocce ball. Table tennis, ping pong, whatever you want to call it. Darts, pool, uh, shuffleboard. They got it all right there at Q Club of Wisconsin. Settle down to some awesome food while you're playing from loaded burgers, wraps, wings. Plus, they're Wednesday and Friday. Today's Friday. You got fish fries piled up with all the extras. Visit their Facebook page or Q Club of WI.com for menu and weekend live entertainment updates. Q Club of Wisconsin. North Grandview Boulevard in Waukesha. Tim Allen will join us coming up here uh, in just a little bit as he gets ready to fill in for Rami Makhlouf coming up here at 3 o'clock. They will have the Matt LaFleur presser. It's a replay for you coming up as well as Ryan Horvath. The hammer, uh, as uh, Rami Makhlouf calls him. I think I'm going to call him Colonel Mustard uh, going forward since you want to dip your French fries in mustard. that I think that makes you Colonel Mustard from like the game Clue or something. That's a great decision. I'm right there with him. Yeah, I, I love I, mustard. Okay, you're disgusting too. Turning off your mic. Oh, uh, wait, no. Ta- is this because of Ross Tucker and all that? Uh-huh. Is this because of what Ross Tucker said? No, this is because this knucklehead Ryan Horvath dips his fries in mustard. Like, who dips their fries in mustard? Oh, you can dip it in mustard. You can dip it in ranch. It's a great choice. Ranch is fine. Yeah. Ketchup is fine. So what's the... Wendy's Frosties are good. Mustard? How is mustard bad if you dip it in ranch? Ranch is good. So is mustard. I like mustard. I love mustard. Okay, so look, full disclosure, growing up, I used to have mustard sandwiches. Mustard on bread, and that was it. There was nothing else. I would have mustard and cheese sandwiches. So I love mustard. I use mustard all the time. Anytime I make a sandwich at home, ham and cheese, salami and cheese, I have mustard. French fries and mustard makes absolutely no sense to me whatsoever. I don't understand it. Do you dip it in uh, regular yellow mustard or you got to go with like, you know, spicy mustard or something like that? Ryan Horvath clarified yellow mustard on the podcast, on the uh, MGM Tonight uh, show because Ken Barkley... Right, you better you bet. Asked him. He said, "Hey, before we get started talking about spreads, I want you can find the audio. It's on. Oh, I saw it. It's on their Twitter." He asked, "What do you dip your fries in?" Right, uh, other than ketchup. And Ryan Horvath said, "Well, you know, maybe a little unconventional, whatever." I right? mustard. And, and Quentin Mayo, God bless him, I love him. He's hilarious. Just lost his mind. Like, what do you mean mustard? What are you talking about, dude? What's wrong with you? And, and then again, Ken Barkley, nice guy. Well, what exactly do you mean? Like, like a, a Dijon mustard? What are we talking about here? No, 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 yellow, yellow mustard. No, ranch. I get that. Like Saz's fries, uh, those those uh, ranch Saz's fries or whatever that they have over there at Saz's. Matt, all about it. Like that's good. Wendy's fries and ketchup, good. Wendy's fries into a frosty to dip in, that's good too. I'm there. I'm not dipping fries into mustard, however. So Colonel Mustard, Ryan Horvod, uh, he'll be joining uh, Tim Allen coming up a little bit later in the show as well. I talk about Billy Schroth uh, committing to Notre Dame. 
uh, over Wisconsin. That's what we've been talking about. I haven't read any of the tweets uh, that we've had coming in. Bob says if he feels that way, fine. I'd be a little concerned about a new head coach coming in with zero head coaching experience. If Kelly stays, I understand, but a new unproven head coach, I'm not going, says Bob. And they gave it to the young defensive coordinator uh, who's, what, 35 years old and made him the head coach. The team clearly was very excited uh, when you see the videos and so forth when they found out that he was uh, the head coach. Michael uh, tweets at Sparky Radio and says, wonder if Chip Kelly felt the same and bolted to LSU to win a national championship. And that is beautiful by Michael Zale. Uh, absolutely beautiful point because that is why Chip Kelly went to LSU. Chip Kelly went to LSU because he clearly doesn't think you can win a national championship at Notre Dame. Why does he probably think that? Because he probably doesn't think he can get all the athletes he could get in at LSU grade-wise that he can't get those same kids in at Notre Dame or that you could get in at Wisconsin. So he went to an SEC school where he can get those top kids in, where he's not X'd out because of grades of some of these top kids. Makes all the sense in the world. Great point by Michael. Great, great point. No question. Uh, so, again, uh, awesome stuff. Uh, Tim Allen is in my ear. I hear Tim Allen, so we will bring Tim Allen on now to Sparky's Midday Madness as he's filling in uh, for Rami Makhlouf from 3 until 6 this afternoon. How you doing, Tim? What's well, uh, well, not good. Uh, you know, Not good? Uh, no. What's wrong? <laughs> well, sports good, but life not good because uh, the cat got loose. So the the cat is loose in this cold weather. You should be happy you don't have that evil st- cat that you had back in the so, day. So done with animals. I mean, God, I love all three of these animals I live with. You said that after your evil cat passed away. You said you were done. And here you go. A woman comes in your life and you get all these all, all additional pets. Yeah, that's what happened. I, I think I think some of our audience can relate to this. It's just yes, you get you get the reward because you know man's best friend and you know all that dog stuff. <clears throat> but then there's uh, the maintenance and the cleanup yep. and 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 the cost and and the heartbreak and, yep. and with the cat. The cat's I, I swear to God, this cat is about fifty eight thousand years old. He's never gonna die. Um, and honestly, he's like 12, 13, somewhere in there. Yeah. Our dog's and, 11, and, so I can relate and to And now that. he's loose. He's on the loose. And with coyote season out there, I mean, who knows what's going to happen? I don't know. Yeah. Don't bring that up with Drew Burgoyne, uh, with coyotes. So that, that, that did not turn out well for Drew Burgoyne's dog. Um, uh, okay. So let's get into what's coming up on your show today at three o'clock. You mentioned Ryan Horvat. So he dips uh, French fries in yellow mustard. Yes. Is that what you're saying? That's what he said on BetMGM okay. tonight. Yes. Yeah, we'll we'll have uh, Horvy on uh, coming up in a little while. Also, Ryan Wood, and also uh, Ryan Wood, who is in COVID protocol himself. He he is. Yes. Yeah, we talked about that on Wednesday, yep. and so far so good with him. And and you know, the one thing I want to get into uh, to Horvat with is. Um, you know these spreads are moving, Stevie. They're they're moving like eight nine points. Well, the games are here. moving too. So now the spread's going to move again because now you don't know with these games moving to Monday and Tuesday. You got three games on the move. With three games moving to Monday and Tuesday, that means some of these guys in COVID protocol are going to be able to play. Don't know who, but some of them might be able to play, which means now that point spread is even more volatile <laughs> than it was before. That's exactly right. And you know you're really you're. Your morals, your ethics, how does that play into, well, do you want to make money on a bunch of COVID health and safety protocol issues? But see, I don't, we were talking about this earlier, Tim, and you can relate. I mean, well, in our fantasy leagues back in Kenosha, you don't play until the playoffs, until the playoffs start. But in normal fantasy football leagues, you know, you're in the fantasy football playoffs right now. This is like week one of the fantasy football playoffs. Now I got to determine, do I want to roll the dice on player X that he's out of COVID protocol by Monday or Tuesday to play? Or do I want to pick up somebody else that's not nearly as good as that player if he plays just to make sure I've got a player at that position? Yep. And you gotta start, yeah, you got to start covering your flank and, and, and handcuffing and then projecting. I saw you know, quarterbacks like Davis Mills was picked up in a couple of leagues. Yes. So everyone's trying to cover it up there. But, yeah, we'll talk to Horvath about that, get to the Baltimore-Green Bay thing. And also, where I'm, I don't know if Sam threw this up there yet, but a Twitter poll out, uh, Packer parties, do they still exist? Now, you know my family. They're, they were all into this Packer parties. Yep. Packer party on Sunday. Oh, which, which sister had another 16 children? No, 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 no. It's just a Packer party. Okay, so it's not a baptism. It's not a not first communion. It's not a graduation. It's not a no Packer party. So do they still exist? So uh, the poll is you watch the game you, these days. 
Do you watch the game at home, a buddy's house, at a Packer party, or at the bar? I watch it at home. That's where I'm at. And again, I'm a lot hosted, of people are leaning that way. I've hosted Packer parties. The last the last Packer parties I hosted were at uh, the Mecca downtown. We put three, four hundred people into that bad boy um, on a Packer Sunday. Again, this is pre-COVID. Um, and I have not been to really any bars during Packer games uh, since before COVID. So I don't even know, are, are the bars even filled up with fans? Because we, we talk about, you know, for instance, Jim Danny's, uh, they do uh, Packer parties or Green yeah. Bay parties or whatever. Free Tally's, touchdown shots. Tally's and, is doing yeah. something during the Green Bay game this week. Uh, Q Club of Wisconsin, they do stuff during Green Bay games. So I just wonder how filled up they are. How about you? Are you going out to any of these places to watch uh, football during the course of a week. I know you go usually go out on Sunday night, don't you? Sunday night game, yes, I'll, I'll do that, and certainly Monday night game. But like the whole barrage of the NFL slate on Sunday, I think that's a sacred thing. I, I do, but I understand getting together usually once a year. I guess for me, uh, I'll go out and catch the full slate during the day and do a little day drinking. Let me ask you this: fries, let, let, Let's take this a step further. What about Vegas? How was Vegas when you went out there during football season this year? Because in years past, you know, that thing is wall-to-wall people, doesn't matter. With COVID, did it change anything as far as the people that were there? Uh, Yeah, a little light. Not much, though. But that, still that, really busy. Yeah, still still pretty busy. Those those sports books, man, at, at 10 a.m. kickoff uh, in that time zone, it's, it's crazy, all the screens. And you and I have sat there at South Point for a few years, yes. and it's just amazing. I mean, everything going on, your head's spinning, you got tickets in your hand. We're breaking down the game like Michaels and Collinsworth right there in the seats, and it's you know, theater-type seating. And No, it's, it's pretty cool, but I th- it's going to be interesting to see what, what our audience says in terms of it's so sacred to watch your Packer game. Yes. Nope. No, I'm not going shopping, honey. Nope. I'm oh, not doing yard work. Grocery stores doing- are empty during that Packer game when it's on. Go Sunday afternoon about 4.30. There'll be nobody in these grocery stores. Nobody. After the, after the fantasy show, just about uh, you know every week on a noon game that, that the Pack is playing, you know, I'll step outside my house. And it is silent. silence. Yes. No one's driving nope. anywhere. Nothing. And Interstate's then if you listen, dead. yes. When when the weather's nice and the windows are open, say September October range early on in the NFL season, when the pack does score a touchdown, if you listen, you just hear this like all different angles. You hear the cheers all around yep. the neighborhood. It's cool, no doubt. Uh, that that is a a very cool thing. So you got Horvath coming up. You got the Matt Lafleur presser coming up, talking Packer parties. I asked Sam earlier, any Brewers talk? Sam said it's a pick-and-save football Friday, so you're pretty much football all day. Well, Andy Haynes, there's a little Brewers tidbit. What about him? He's now the hitting coach for the Pittsburgh Pirates. Well, good luck. Uh, good, yeah. I mean, I guess the, a job's a job, but maybe maybe he can destroy Colin Moran's career. But isn't that but isn't that really one of the I'm safest kidding. jobs in in baseball? Yeah, Being a hated coach for a crappy team, there are no yeah. expectations that you're going to do anything. It's the Pirates. Nobody thinks they're going to yeah. win a World Series. There's not the pressure in Pittsburgh, I don't think, on the hitting coach like there would be in Milwaukee. No, but, I mean, again, life's good when your team's hitting well and, oh, you're a hero and you have all sorts of input and things like that. Then when they're not hitting good, these hitting coaches over the years, Butch Weiniger, uh, Weiniger Darnell Coles, the all these Fox. guys. Well, it's, you know, we're just here to provide some, you know, reinforcement of what they already right. know. They they know how to hit. We're just there to remind them of what the video is showing. So Tim's coming up momentarily. I just want to bring up one thing. I, we didn't get to it on Big Show or Madness. On ESPN, they have a piece. I think it's an insider piece, maybe. I'm not sure. I'm an ESPN insider, so whatever. I, I, I spend the money on that. Uh, and they have the top five places where they think Chris Bryant could end up, right? Mm-hmm. The Brewers are number five. Yeah, I noticed that. They were at, at the way bottom of the list. Top and, the Number five of five, and the guy pretty much says, it is a pipe dream. It's probably not going to happen. But could you imagine Bryant and Yelich in this lineup going forward uh, for the Brewers and how maybe that puts him over the top? It, but again, Yelich has to be Yelich again because it hadn't been. And Bryant has played a little first, just saying. Yes, first, third, and outfield. Play, 
Yes, they like to play musical positions, so that doesn't that doesn't uh, say that Luis Arias is you know is is done. Uh, he's going to get his abs. But if you there's, have a DH, no everybody's going to still get to play. I mean, yep, even if Tallis yep. is at first base, Bryant can be the DH. If Bryant's at first oh, base, Roddy Tallis can be the DH. Every time I think of the Brewers' upcoming season. I think of that trade, JBJ out, Hunter Renfro in. I can, that Houdini, that guru Stearns pulled that thing off. Wow. Yeah, I. Uh, what I, a move! I mean, what a move! I gotta be honest. I I hear his name. I get sad. I I just I'm fearful he's going to the Mets, man. I just I I get fear. I mean, I like Matt Arnold some a lot, but I'm just fearful yeah, of that whole yeah. thing. All right, Tim Allen is coming up next. Hey, are you looking for a new career? Would you like to be a part of a Christian-based family-run company? Company that's been in business over 30 years. How about a company listed on Inc. Magazine? It's one of America's fastest-growing companies, seven out of eight years. Well, you're in luck. Young Express coming. We talk about so much is looking for dispatchers right now, and they're looking to hire immediately. So this is what you need. You don't need experience. That's the first thing. They're going to train you. You have to be able to multitask in a fast-paced environment. Good communication skills. Computer literate. An overall friendly disposition. My translation to this is you can't be a jerk and be a dispatcher. Like, it's not going to work. You're not going to last long. So if you want to try and fake it through the interview process and see, eventually your true colors will will go in. I, I always say the best person for this is that person that gets told that they're overly friendly. Why are you always so happy? That's who they're looking for. And Young Express, competitive hourly wage, paid holidays, vacation time, personal days, 401k with company match, health plan, profit sharing. Apply at youngexpress.com today. That's J-U-N-G express.com. Young Express success drives them. Tim Allen up next in for Rami Makhlouf. Have a good week, and we'll talk to you Sunday. Gary Ellison and myself after the Packers and Ravens. Green and Gold Post Game Show presented to you by Lakeland University. Have a good weekend. Toodles! Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend, or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates – Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 